are back on the hunt with Supernatural Season 2, Episode 20, What Is and What Should Never Be. I'm Chris Barros. And my name is Dan Cummins. This podcast absolutely is what is and what should never be is Supernatural ending in the first place, Chris. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) This episode for me is very exciting because we get to see what Dean's life might have been if things were different. And that reminds me, Chris, that the Winchesters, the prequel series, is coming out. Now, you and I are planning on covering this. If that's of interest to anybody listening, let us know. We want to talk about it. We have very limited details. We are going to cover it in our season two recap episode very briefly, but we do want to cover it in full. And I think an episode like this, Chris, um, is important because we get to contextualize who Dean is personally at his core as a character, despite what's happened maybe in his history. Right. And I think for the Winchesters, the the prequel series, a lot of people are stuck on the fact that, well, you can't recon this because they've already established this and that. Well, there's a lot of things that you can throw into a series that might change the course of how you understand the story. And for me, this episode, it's interesting to see how John dying and Mary not dying could absolutely change the future of both Dean and Sam. And so this episode, Chris, we don't need to really talk about the plot in very great detail. Like even the gin, the monster, like usually we go into very great detail and all these different things. But I think the basis of this episode is let's talk about Sam and Dean at their core and what they might be like if things were different. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And just to give everyone the deets on this one, it aired on May 3rd, 2007. IMDb rating of 9.3, really high, very Crazy. well liked. Yeah. This one is taking place in Little Rock, Arkansas. I believe I have it noted down here. Um, was that accurate on that one? Well, it's hard to say, Chris, because the location isn't specified because Dean sort of enters this right alternate reality elseworld so we can only assume based on the last location of the previous we're, we're kind of guessing in this one it, it, it's normally more clear cut uh, right. but what is clear is the synopsis dan and that is that dean is attacked from a gin he finds himself in a new reality where his mother's still alive and a mysterious woman holds the key to everything now what is a gin it's a it's a creature that was uh in early pre-islamic arabian religious systems later in islamic mythology and they're not evil nor good in 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 that kind of world it's translated directly to stand for both wish granting genie and also demon so it's really interesting this jinn is an alpha which is referenced also later on in season six episode one uh, as the father of a jinn that later will attack them and that's cool to have that callback. Yeah. But this gin in particular, I mean, it's creepy. It, 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 it is really creepy when you realize what's happening, uh, happening, but there's a fundamental question that I asked when watching this episode, which is what would I do in the situation that we see Dean in this moment? Because if you think about what they've been through, because they they've seen death, they've had heartbreak, they've lost people. Hmm. What holds these boys together? In the present day, it's themselves, their brotherhood, their the fact that they're family. In this, you know, Sam and Dean are having a conversation, then he gets attacked, and we see him waking up in this world that's very different. Yeah. Mom's alive. He's so excited. He goes and sleeps over mom's house. I mean, yes. <laughs> absolutely. he's so excited. He's got a beautiful wife. Cuts her grass. 
Yeah. He cuts the grass. He's so excited to cut the grass. Waves <laughs> to a neighbor who's like, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's all these wonderful little moments. Almost a preview of end of season five, early season six. Mm-hmm. You could see why he likes it. It makes sense, right? When we get to that point. But we've never seen Dean in this way before. And he seems truly happy. He's like, this is great. And what's wonderful about this episode is what, like you said, we could talk to the plot, but the plot is simple. The plot is straightforward. He's stuck in a life where his mother's around. He's got an amazing wife, but he doesn't have a relationship with his brother. That's at the heart of the episode. He has no relationship with his brother. And and Sam's like, dude, like, we don't talk. What? Why are you being like, it's cool, but like, don't pretend like we're best friends. Like Sam's put offish because he's had a bad relationship with Dean his whole life in the world that he's that that essentially Dean is living in, but that world is, is in mind. It's in his mind, and that's what's frightening. So if you can live, and this is the question I pose as you think about this episode and before we explore the Sam and Dean relationship and why it's so powerful, think about it. You are have the challenge link that you have, and you can live your whole life in your head. You never have to go back to better of life, even though you you don't know your body's just hanging there dying. Mm. you're going to live 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 of your perfect years. Is that easy to say no and get out of? I don't think it is. I think most people nowadays might just say, you know what? That's fine. I'm just going to do this. I'm going to stay here. This is, this is wonderful. Yeah. It's a, this episode, Chris is a exploration of, of what Dean is feeling emotionally. And it's a preview, I would say of season three and season four because we need we know that dean is uh not well he's not mentally well and it's it's interesting to look back chris in 2007 that they're dealing with um i don't know if mental uh i don't know if dean has like a mental illness but like certainly he's depressed right he lost his dad all he has is his brother i mean he's they're hunters right i think he hates himself sometimes though i really think he hates himself sometimes and does not totally and and so when you think about the ability for Dean to have a perfect life, because this is an explanation of Dean. That's what yes. this episode is. Right, exactly. The ability to have a perfect life, the ability to love himself again. I mean, he's got a an amazing wife who's clearly very supportive of him. Um, you know, obviously he's got his mom. His dad's gone, but his dad was gone already. And not to say that makes it okay, but his dad was gone, right? He was used to that. But now he's got mom back. And we know what that means to have mom back. We see it later on as well in the show. Yeah. So I it's it's a challenge for him. He's not stupid though. We know he, he's gonna eventually figure it out. And we know that as we're watching this episode, because we know Dean Dean's smart enough to figure out that something's up here. Yeah. And then Chris, we open with that, right? Like it would be one thing if we open the episode and Dean is maybe tricked into thinking this is reality. But the very first thing he does is pick up a phone and call Sam. And then he realizes that, wait a minute, that's not my Sam. So he knows that something isn't right, right off the bat. But he leans into it. He has been so sad and broken for years and years and years. that He's like, you know what? I'm just going to roll with this for a little bit. And he does, right? But... After cutting the lawn, after eating some sandwiches, after sleeping over his mom's house, after realizing he's dating a nurse, which is so respectable, um, he realizes that there are consequences to his perfect world. Now, he had alluded, Chris, that um, and he goes to see a professor uh, to, to learn about gins a little bit. And the professor says that, you know, sometimes 
uh, they can grant you a wish, your deepest wish. And Dean starts to realize that his deepest wish was for his mom not to die. Now, he assumed that would make everything okay, but by his mom not dying, by Mary not you know, uh, dying from uh, sacrifice to yellow eyes, it turns out that number one, Dean and Sam don't end up getting close, that the only thing that bonds them is hunting and family, right? Therefore, their, their family got smaller, so they had to look out for each other. But also, Chris, that every single person that Dean had saved as a hunter was erased. I mean, he's sitting on the couch watching TV and realizing, I think it was a, a, a the, the airplane episode. It was back the plane in, back crash, in which one. is... Which is great because that was his deepest fear. Yeah, you want to talk about his greatest? He's getting his deepest wish. His greatest fear was that that being on a plane at that moment. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and that was a neat callback to an episode from season one. But it was also cool because it's like you're talking about getting your greatest gift, and also watching or being reminded of like one of your greatest fears all in the same moment. And the fact that he thinks the fact that wait a minute, no, that never happened. It went it so. Not only is he in his own dream world, but he's also like time wise, technically speaking, all this, if you needed to put it chronologically, goes back to season one in terms of when it's taking place. Yeah. And he he realizes that every I mean, not every single episode that we've covered on this show, Chris, but a lot of the cases that he say people on, he can track back and see was this person killed? Oh, they were killed. Well, that means I, I don't exist. I never saved them. And for for Dean we start to see that his real like value system is not just loyalty, but it's also uh, being a protector. That's who Dean is. He's been protecting Sam since he was a kid. He likes protecting people too. So yes, he has a pretty wife and yes, he has his mom back. And yes, his brother is engaged and lives in California and is successful. And you know, his, his fiance is still alive, but that means that Dean at his core is not fulfilled as a protector. And I think that's the point in which he's like, okay, I can't live in this dream world anymore. I need to go and be who I'm supposed to be. And it's so sad, Chris, because I was taking a list of all the things that Dean might have been if he lived a regular life. He lives in Lawrence, Kansas, which tells us that he's a small hometown guy, right? We see that in season six, possibly plays guitar. He has a guitar hanging up in his room. Uh, he works on cars for a living. Dean loves the Impala. Of course, he would be a mechanic, right? I mean, it's 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 fantastic. Uh, loves mowing the lawn, drinks beer when other people are drinking wine at restaurants. Like, it really is fun and cool to see Dean like have that chance at living a normal life. But it's also really sad that Dean can't allow himself to be happy because ultimately his purpose in life is to be miserable as long as he's saving others. And for me, that's like the nucleus of, of who Dean is. He's going to put himself aside to serve the greater good. Now that sounds counterintuitive to the whole angel plan because they try to sell him on that and really like pick him apart. Well, this is for, you know, you should be Michael's vessel, this, that, and the other. But in this episode in particular, I was just bummed out, man. I was really bummed that Dean couldn't have like what he wanted, but that he was smart enough and responsible enough to be like, it's not about what I want. It's about what I'm supposed to do, what I can bring to the world. And that for me, it was like, that was the whole episode. I mean, it, really, it, that's the core. It's fascinating to me, though, because the reality of this is his body is hanging there, getting sucked of it, you know, dripping, really, yeah. blood. Like, it's, it's there. He, but hypothetically, he was going to live an entire life. Right in his own head because that was happening at whatever speed. I mean, we don't have that technically noted. Yeah. You know, he had to choose to come out of it. You've got Sam there 
saying, come on, buddy, come on. Um, this is not the first time nor the last time that we see one of the boys saying, you can get through this. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to save you. We're coming up on an, uh, another major moment like that very soon. And it's sad to watch. Um, oh, yeah. But when Dean comes out of it and Sam saves him and you you think about he's just gone from this beautiful existence to a grungy like warehouse and then they have to kill a gin like it, it it's when you think about that it is yeah. it, it's just such a contrast and it's neat it, it's neat to see you and you really feel like sam and dean would do this they would come back and i say realize i know what reality is and i gotta live in reality they're very accepting of that um but the thing that i think still pulls them through in the end is that relationship with his brother. And that's what this show is about. That's why you watch this show for 15 seasons. Because let's not sit here and pretend we're rewatching it. Let's not pretend that every season is incredible. Um, I'm the first to say six and seven. Not my favorite. Yeah. But I watch because of the Winchesters. So when Dean and Sam are together and they are the nucleus, right? They're, they're, mm-hmm. They are the thing that holds the show together. When Dean says, I can't live in a world where like I don't have that relationship, where I'm not close with my brother. And who's to say he couldn't have gotten close, but he he just knows it's off. He knows he's got a responsibility. Um, and in the end, they they bust out of this. Now, I mean, Carmen Porter does a great job uh, playing. Oh, his, yeah. You know, uh, Carmen Porter's character played by Michelle Borth. Um, Mary Winchester, of course, Samantha Smith. Always great to see her. Jessica Moore being back is 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 wonderful uh, yeah. as a character to see the Jessica Moore character. Yep. I mean, I. This episode, I just really enjoyed it. It's 9.3 for a reason. It's one of those episodes, too, that I think is a nice break from the prison episode. Because, yes, they're on the run. But now we don't have to think about it for an episode, which is also strategic yeah. as a showrunner. Definitely. You know? And, and, and Chris, uh, Eric Kripke directed this one. I'm not yes, surprised at the 9.3. I mean, Kripke does not direct a ton of episodes. But he probably, you know, I'm guessing he pitched this one. Now, he's a, he's a writer for most of these episodes, he's always writing for the show, but he probably saw this episode and said, this is a really, really big character building episode for Dean. We have big plans for him. We need to sort of uh, uh, express who Dean is and what he's going through right now in a way that's interesting and deep, but not, not manufactured. So like the gin, he put him in sort of an else world experience. Right. But it's important to note, I think Chris, that, um, he didn't create a fake world for Dean to inhabit. Dean asked his mom, what did you use to say to me before you tucked me into bed? Well, ang- angels are watching over you, right? So yep. the djinn, we have to remember the djinn is a genie. It's magic. They put Dean in a world that actually would have existed if certain events didn't happen. It's not like he put him in a matrix situation and Dean like found his way out of it. No, like this would have been a real life world for dean winchester had things been different and i think that's like a big part of it that dean actually had to say no to a real life as you said he would have experienced life as if it were normal um but he chose to to not do that to number one like you said be with his brother but also they have a job to do man they gotta you know save people hunt things and save the world at some point so yeah i mean personally chris i was i was sort of upset at the end of this one i was i was kind of down in the dumps because i was like man this guy dean like he he puts on such a show and he always tries to be funny and this and that and he's you know class clown but really deep down he's hurting man dean is is not a happy camper 
No, and I will say this. Um, we will see a Jin again. We'll hear that they'll be referenced in season two. They'll be referenced in season six. They get referenced multiple times towards the yeah. end game of this show. Um, not necessarily always appearing, but they definitely get referenced. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, actually, we do have an episode it, with one of my favorite characters and a Jin as well, which because I know Charlie has an episode with a Jin, if I'm not yes. mistaken. And I love Charlie. I love Charlie. One of my favorites um sub characters but uh yeah it's a great episode it's nice uh there's a few fun things that we do have to note about this one uh you mentioned uh i, I should say we mentioned last episode the fact that the the cas license plates gone so there's a new one with an ohio license instead of kansas plates it's a little bit sad yeah. but sam does explain that we have to change this because we're on the run like, right fbi are looking for him like yeah. like why didn't we do this sooner um yeah. and that will rotate now throughout the show obviously they get to have some fun with that one um and then i do like because i'm a uh i i did theater and i played the tin man so i'm very partial oh to that's great uh but as they go to the warehouse sam asked dean where they are and, and dean says well we're not in kansas anymore which is a famous line from wizard of oz though dean's dream was in kansas <laughs> yeah uh, well in reality they were actually i believe is a, a, a you know it actually says, I believe, Illinois. So I might have been Illinois. Oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah. That's according to that. So I believe it's actually Illinois. So yeah, so we'll mean, correct ourselves in the process here. Um, but is. yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's interesting. I, the whole episode, I think, is, I love a character study. So I enjoyed it. Yeah. And it's just a fun episode. Again, it, this is one of ones that I think I enjoy talking about more than anything because we could sit here and talk about the plot all day. The plot's not all that important compared to the what it is the actual character development and the scene i'll mention dan that i think is critical is when everyone's like you can stay here like we can live this you acknowledge we're gonna acknowledge you're right this isn't real but it can be real do you want this to be real dude you can stay here let's do this (laughs) like i mean that's like that's like i i hate to say it but like that's like your worst addiction coming and talking to your face and saying yes no though here it is you want this yeah, I can be here for you. Uh, and you could very much see him being addicted to this world and wanting to stay. Yeah. And how do you say no to that? I don't think it's as easy as it wasn't easy for Dean. But I, I again, I go back to what I asked earlier and I pose this to anyone listening. If you live the life that Sam and Dean live and you had the chance then to kind of live that world and not have to hunt, not have to do all that, you know, and, and you're getting essentially your perfect life. But in reality, you're dying, but you don't really, you know, in the long run, you're not going to experience pain. Would you consider taking it? Um, and I don't think it's, I think a lot of people are going to say, no, of course I wouldn't. I'd, I'd go back and hunt, but I don't think it's in reality. I don't think a lot of people would actually say, no, I think a lot of people would say, you know what, this is fine. If this is how I'm going to go, if I'm going to go. Yeah, easier said than done, right? I mean, yeah, it's heartbreaking, Chris, because Dean knows he has to go. He doesn't want to. He wants to stay there. He made that very clear. He wanted to stay, but he he left because, you know, he, just like us, uh, he has work to do, Chris. Yes, we do have work to do. And let, let, let's just say this, Dan. We are coming up on the finale. We're, now Ooh. we are splitting these up just like the episodes into part one and part two. We cover yeah. episode individually. Then we're going to follow up with a recap. So the next three episodes are going to be a part one and a part two. And that's a big part one. Let me just oh, yeah. say this next episode is a doozy. Mm. Uh, then we got the part two. Uh, and then once the show uh, season two has been covered, 
we will cover a recap of the season. So we'll come back with our favorites, uh, our favorite episodes. Uh, we're going to be able to talk about some of our favorite moments, all the stuff that like we've done in the previous ones. Also, of course, I think Dan is fair to say hit on maybe what our least favorite episode, though it's harder this season. It and is. It's easy to say season one, it was bugs. It took me all two seconds <laughs> to determine that bugs is the worst episode of season yeah. one. But I don't know. It's hard for this one. And then I'm excited, Dan, and I know we've been teasing this and we won't dig into this too much next week because we've, I think, hit on enough. But I, I, I think it'll be exciting because we will take some time to talk about the Winchesters, what yeah. we know. Uh, we're letting some more information kind of trickle in, but it maybe set some of our hopes and expectations for that one. And uh, we'll be interested what you all think about that, too. And then before we know it, Dan, season three. It's, uh, yeah. it's gonna be here. Season three is here. Before you know, come June, we'll be talking about season three. That's basically what we're saying. As you listen to this, know that in June we're talking season three. So this rewatch is going quick. Yeah, it's a season three. One of my favorites. A lot of our listeners probably also love season three. Uh, we're introducing some really great characters, but we have to get through that that uh, season finale, Chris. As you said, I'm excited about the recap. Like you said, it's going to be hard to pick our least favorites, uh, but I do have some favorite episodes, some favorite guest stars, some favorite moments. Of course, as you said, the Winchesters, we'll try to tee that up. We'll try to get people excited about it. I'm personally excited. I don't think many people are, though, Chris. So I think our job is to try to tease it a little bit, put some hope into the people's minds. But until then, we have two more episodes to cover. Uh, I'm looking forward to rewatching the season two season finale. We hope you join us. Yeah. And with that, that will be it for this week. But we will be back because after all, we've got work to do. Thank <laughs> you.